Pray with me. We're going to dive into the word. Uh, This week, it's investing in, guess what? Investing in the heart. This whole series, I Am the Heart. Why why are you guys doing this series, J.O.? Because, you know, you got to understand that I, me and my beautiful wife and kids and small team, um, some of us has been part of heart since the very beginning. But there's a lot of people that all of a sudden they come in year 10 or year 11. And they're like, what is Heart of the City Church all about? Let me tell you what we're not all about. We're not all about just a gathering on the weekend. And if that's all it is to you, I'm going to let you know that, uh, well, you're not getting the full experience of what God has for you and the church. But I want to talk about in this series is that you have a greater understanding about the heart, the philosophy of the heart, the spirit of the heart. And so today I'm going to be talking about I'm invested in the heart. Are you invested in the heart? So pray with me as we dive into the word. Father, thank you for this time. I just asked that you would, I think about all the churches right now in the Texas area, that you would just bless them and use them. And God, in this day and time and all the different people who are suffering greatly, I pray that all this would be turned around for your name's sake, for your glory, and many people would come to know you. They would call out to you during this tragic time. Father, I pray right now that you would speak. You would touch every heart here, every family, our guests. I just pray a special blessing on them. And Father, even as we are talking about investing in the heart, Father, that you would do something by your spirit. Lord, if a person's hooked in the flesh, you got to sustain them in the flesh. But if they're hooked by the spirit, then you're going to sustain them. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, move now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, I got a question. Are you invested? Are you, in, jail? what, invested in what? Are you invested in what I call the dream of God, the, the challenge, the vision of Jesus Christ overall? Are you invested in what Jesus is invested in? You could call it many things. A lot of times we call it the great commission. By the way, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. Amen. And so I want to read that. When I say dream today, I'm not talking about angel dust fairy dream. I'm talking about a dream that I think Jesus is all driven in for us to do. But he does put it out there as a vision and a challenge for the church. And I want to read just a couple of scripture and then tie it into Heart of the City Church and other churches. Matthew 18, 19 through 20, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Look at the picture here of the Trinity baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say Trinity? Amen. Teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And I love this scripture here because there's a a promise connected to it. Listen to this promise. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus is with you always? If you don't know him as with you always, I just would encourage you to Get to know Jesus today because he is with us always. Here's another scripture kind of tied into the great commission, this great dream and vision. I would have to call it a dream. Reason being is because it's not been completed yet and and it's in a process. 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. How many of you glad that Jesus was long-suffering towards you? Oh, come on now. Come on. It's a little more excited than that. 
He was way long-suffering towards me. He's long-suffering toward his people. Not willing that any should perish, but that all, would you say that word with me, all? All. Should come to repentance. 1 Timothy 2, 4. Who desires all, say that with me again, all? All. All men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants to reach our planet. He wants to reach every man, woman, child, family, wherever you are, whatever background, whatever creed, whatever nation, God's desire is to reach people, generally speaking, every person that we could ever run into. God wants to reach our planet. Well, J.O., if God wants to reach our planet, could he not do it all himself? I mean, cannot God do and save and, 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 and why does he, can't God, if he's almighty, can he do it all? He can, but he won't. You know why? Because God has set it up and he's been doing it since the beginning of time. Just ask the dude Noah. You don't think God can build an ark? God can build a stinking ark. But guess what? He uses man in order to build an ark. God wants to save the entire world. He's already proved that, his love for the world by sending Jesus. But guess what? He's not going to do it on his own. He won't do it on his own. He wants to use you and I. He wants to use you. Put your little prophetic finger right in the face of your neighbor right now and say, he wants to use you. Now go ahead and do it. If you don't join with me, it's kind of boring. Come on, go ahead. He wants to use you. There's not a person in this room that he does not want to use. He wants to use you and I. I hope that you get a vision for that throughout this entire series. He could have made you a robot. He could have. I'm sure he, he, almighty God. I love God. Yes, I do. I will preach the gospel. I, but he didn't do that. I, I, you know why? Because would that truly be love? If I could make my wife love me, would that truly be love? First of all, that would never happen. <laughs> but if it could happen, I want my wife, I want my kids, I want Seth here, I want my, my, my friends, I want people to love me, not because they have to. Well, God is sovereign, and he's given us a choice. We're made in his image, so you and I have a choice in a lot of different matters in this life. And one of them is to join with this dream, the commission, the great commission, not the great suggestion of reaching people around us, of reaching Coeur d'Alene and Kootenai County and, and the nations and so forth and so on. He's given us that. Paul, I, I, I like to view it as a heavenly vision. And Paul speaks, there's one time where this word heavenly vision is used, and, and Paul talks about it. He says this in Acts 26, 9 through, 19 through 20. Therefore, he's talking to a king, and he says this. King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I don't want to be disobedient to the heavenly vision. I think everybody in this room should have somewhat of a heavenly vision and you shouldn't be dis disobedient to it. I'm going to give you in a minute what I feel like one of the dreams of Heart of the City Church is and we should not be disobedient to the heavenly vision. But declared first to the Damascus and Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to Gentiles, look, that they should repent. Turn to God. How many know that's a good thing? 
How many know that's a good thing for everybody in our county and city and state and nation and countries and nations and creeds? That's a good thing. That's a heavenly vision. To turn to God and do, not, and do works befitting repentance. Are you invested? Are you invested? Are you invested in what God is invested into? Are you invested in doing what God is doing on the earth? Are you invested in reaching the planet for Jesus Christ? Are you invested in building what he's building, the church, the local church? That's what God is doing in this day. And are you invested in that? Everyone listening here today would be a great investor if you invest in what God is investing into. Amen? Maybe not what the stock market's doing, but what God is investing into. And what he's investing into is the local church. That's what he's building in this day and in time. I got to tell you that I believe that I'm vested. I'm invested. I have been for years. Before I was a pastor, I think I was invested back in the day. Whenever I just got born again, I'm invested. Will you say that with me? I am invested. Are you invested? That's what this series is all about, is hopefully encouraging you and showing you. There's, I think you can, there's measuring sticks to show you kind of to the degree that you're invested. I want to talk about those measuring sticks today. Are you invested in what God calls you to be invested in? There's a story of a ship, and the ship is the ship of Thesos. And it was a, a paradox, kind of an experiment, and philosophers would talk about what I'm about to tell you, and they would discuss it, and so forth and so on. And um, uh, Plotok, uh, in the life of Thasos, it was in the first, the late of the first century, and uh, Plotok, he asked whether a ship, he talked about a ship whenever it went out to sea, if the ship could carry enough wood with it, all the planks that it could, if, if the ship went out to sea and it changed every piece of wood, if it changed every board and every plank on the ship, would that ship be the same ship? And so you, you could, my, 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 good friend, my good friend, Pat, um, Matt Moult was talking about this uh, last weekend at the, the, the youth, pastor conference, uh, youth pastor gathering that we were at and the anniversary, and he broke it out in a beautiful way of relating it to the church. If the ship could change two boards when it was out to sea, would it be the same ship when it came back to the dock? How about if the ship had the ability to change half the boards, would it still be the same ship? And this, this experiment and this philosophers would talk about this, and if they have the ability for the ship to go out and change every board out to sea, when it came back, would it be the same ship? Well, let's relate it to the church today. One day... Every one of us who knows Jesus Christ, we're going to be in eternity. So think about the people in this room, maybe 100 years from now. All of us is going to be gone. Amen. We're going to be stepped into eternity. Will heart of the city church still be heart of the city church? Will the heart be the heart? If you change every board, and you know what I'm talking about, if you change every board in heart of the city, will it still be heart of the city? And I would say yes. Why would you say yes, J.O.? Because, see, heart of the city church, the heart here, it's not the carpet. 
It's not this platform. It's not even this very cool backstage or the walls or lighting or any of those things or that video or that. It's not that. It's a dream. It's a vision. It's a dream birth of Jesus Christ, of the Spirit. It's a dream birth of the Great Commission that we would go into all the world and preach the gospel, that we would see lives turned over and changed for Jesus Christ. Therefore, when all the boards are gone and all the boards are new, I want to declare to you, the heart will be the heart. Because it's more than just you and I today, even though today it's you and I and we should do that. We're only one generation away from the gospel being absolutely gone off the face of the earth. That's why each one of us, we need to take personal responsibility in sharing this amazing news no matter what you're doing. You may be like the Stark family that's going to go off to another nation. But see, the, the nation that you live in right now is a nation itself. And this, this, this nation also needs it. Just like that nation and other nations that's being touched, it needs Jesus Christ. The people in your neighborhood, the people at your work, the people, your friends, they need Jesus don't forget the nation that you live in too. And by the way, man, give them heaven where you're going. Amen. So I believe that whenever every board in this church is changed, guess what? It's going to remain because it's something that's been birthed of the Spirit. Pastor Connor, last week he preached on needed in the heart. And there was 146 of you that signed up in the foyer in order to, to participate and I appreciate that. Thank you. If you're one of those 146, and I would say this about the 146, that's a good start. That's a very good start. I think it would have been better if it had been about 1,046. Because I refuse with everything in me. You know, I battle this thought of 20% does 80% of the work. 20% does all the giving. I refuse to believe that. I know that it's proven and all that. But I just want to believe at Heart of the City Church, man, we're going to be in it for 100%. There's going to be 100% of believers who are Jesus freaks, radical for Jesus Christ, who's not going to be putting up with all, you know, somebody else is going to do it. But you're going to take on responsibility in doing what God calls us to do. Amen? I mean, we're the heart. It's the heart of the matter. And so my, my measuring sticks that I want to challenge you with today is three measuring sticks of how invested you are. You ready? First measuring stick, invested in your time. Invested in your time. Are you invested in your time when it comes to the heart? Are you I, I know that you are to some degree because you're here today. And that's a really good thing, and praise God. But I got, I, got a, I got news for you. Church is way more than an hour and 45 minutes on Sunday morning or Saturday night. If that's what you're in it, praise God, don't stop that. I hope that you get inspired to be way more invested. But I, I got to be honest with you. It's way more than that. Jesus is all about, I think, 24-7. I got a scripture for you that I'm going to uh, read in just a few minutes. But here's some areas that I think that you could consider being invested in. Weekend gatherings. Well, J.O., we're here. Amen. That's a good start. Amen. Weekend gatherings. But not just weekend gatherings, 
but the community of the church, being really invested in relationship. How about praying for people in your neighborhood or in the gym or those that you're making a relationship just invested out in our community? How about invested in, in possibly a fit team? People open the door for you. I, I mean, I've been seeing more and more faces of folks coming, being part of the fit team. I encourage you. I mean, it is a wonderful, wonderful ministry that you could be part of. How about invested in going to another nation? Wow, that's stretching, J.O. You might consider going to Honduras. You might consider going to Africa. You may consider going to a Mexico or another nation that, that there's people in this church visits or they're part of or a part of missions there going to all the world. You might want to consider investing your time in kids' ministry. We just absolutely don't believe in a junior anointing here. It's not like, oh, 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 oh it, uh, you, you're, uh, you're not anointed till you're 25. <laughs> what? What? Jesus was with the elders at 12. Can somebody say 12? 12. Come on, if you wait to 25, you already lost a lot of time. We want to raise your kids up right now, armed and dangerous, lethal weapons against the kingdom of darkness now. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I had the privilege of this little girl last night, nine years old, right here, came to know Jesus Christ. And I'm like, hey, got to pray with her. And I only boast in Jesus. Come on. I'm just a donkey. But I got to do that, and I encourage you to get water baptized next Sunday. Come on, you guys. Don't wait till uh, whatever age you're waiting on. Maybe you want to get invested in sharing Jesus out on the streets. You know, we got streets on Friday night or visiting someone in the hospital or serving Father's Market. If you served and you helped clean up Father's Market this week, thank you. Because it looks beautiful. Bobby sent out a picture on Slack and it just absolutely is beautiful. And Dwayne's going to be working on hanging the doors. Thank you for your investment. Maybe it's the clothing closet. Maybe it's vessels. We get to enjoy vessels in the worship community. And you might think, well, uh, don't they get here like at 9.05 and just get up on the stage and begin winging it because they're so good? That's like having a coach having a basketball team like, hey, just show up for the game. Can you imagine what that game would be like? No, they meet every other Saturday night learning new songs in community. They're here early on Saturday before me getting ready. They're here early Sunday morning before me getting ready. Can somebody say invested? And then we come in and we just like, we take advantage of their investment, which is good, which is wonderful. We put them out front to usher in the presence of God. Are you invested with your time today? A man does what he values, and he values what he does. If I could put a little camera on you for about a week, we just the whole church just up here could see what you did for a week. We could just really identify quickly what you value. Good, bad, neutral. I mean, it just is what it is because that is a true statement. Are you vested with your time? Here's a good scripture on the challenge to you and I when it comes to invested with our time. Listen to the scripture, Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, 
Let him deny himself, take up his cross. Daily. Daily. That's time. Daily. 24 hours. Daily. Dust till dawn to dust. Daily. Somebody say daily. Are you feeling me? Time. Daily. See, the thing is, when kids get loud, they don't know I get louder. It's just kind of cool. Whoever that is, they got a cool little voice. Say this with me daily. And take up your cross daily and follow me. If anyone desires to come after me, he says, let him deny who? Deny who? Who do you think that is? Good. And take up the cross when? Daily and follow me. I think that's a great challenge to you and I when it comes to our time. So take out your measuring stick right now. Are you invested in your time when it comes to the heart? Now, is there other local church? Absolutely. We're one of many. But this is, this is what God's doing on the earth is building his local church. Birth from the commission, birth of the Holy Spirit. And are you vested? Is your time invested in the local church? Not only you can measure that and weigh that out. I mean, others can, but I want you to measure that on your own. Because if you're not, I encourage you to. Here's the next, next stick that you can measure. Talented, invested. Every person in this room has amazing talents. You have giftings. You have abilities. I don't care how old you are or where you've been with it or if you've never done anything in the church. Today's your day. You should begin seizing the moment and be invested in your time but not just your time, but also your talents. God's given you talents. Every one of you, you, you go to work. A lot of you go to work, and you use your talents every week. It could be in sales, or it could be in administration. But don't never forget where your talents came from. They first came from God, and God wants you to use them to build his kingdom. How many of you remember Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan was the man in my day. My brother shoot three pointers all day. Just like I saw a game and it's like the brother couldn't even miss. And I know he practiced and that was wonderful, but he had a God-given talent. I mean, you know, I got the head like him right here, you know. That's about it. But he was just an amazing basketball player. I know he practiced, but he used his gifts and talents in order to further his team. And it was just phenomenal. I want you to see this dude. See if you can recognize this dude on this video right now. If you'll kill this, show you another guy with talent you may or may not know. I'm going to embarrass him. that how many of you know pastor craig if you know pastor craig 
Oh, a lot of people don't know you. Stand up, Craig. Stand, stand up right now. Stand up. Come on. Look at this tall white boy right here. If you don't know Pastor Craig, you should know him. But let me just tell you, I don't mean to embarrass him, but he, he kind of tall, he's just skinny white boy. But let me just tell you, this dude's got game. You just get him on the soccer field, you get him on the basketball, this guy can play anything. You would be absolutely shocked. I mean, I saw that, I was like, man, that's ESPN right there, man. <laughs> What's my point? Though he's talented, guess what else he does? He uses his talents to build the church. He's invested. Brothers invest. My wife, brush. you talking about somebody that can write? I'm like, woo. She, lives, she writes for a local magazine, Live Well, and people will come up to us and go, wow, your wife can write. But you know, even though she can write, and she does, she also uses all that for the glory of God to build his church. See, you have abilities, you have giftings, and we need you to walk in those giftings. You may not even understand or realize what they are, but the church is also here in order to ignite that and see you be released in it because we need it. We need you to be who God's created you to be. I want you to read the scripture with me right here. Romans 4, I'm sorry, Romans 12, 4 through 8. Just listen to this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. How many know that this finger right here has a different function than my ear? Right? I can't do that with my ear. It just won't, it just doesn't do it. And so everybody in this room has a different function in the body of Christ. There's only one body. It's his body, and you're part of it, and you have a function that God intended you to operate in, not just nine to five, making money, going home, watching the news, channel surf, come to church on an hour and 45 minutes. No, he's got great more plans for you than doing that. Amen, J.O. Get this in your spirit today. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, come on, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Amen. Man, speak it. So if God's given you the ability to prophesy, I just said that. Let me go on. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. You know, there's one scripture that says, all that you do, do unto the Lord. If your gift is encouraging, be encouraging. If it's giving, look, that's a gift. Giving is a gift. Give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, Take the responsibility serious. I like this next one. Look at this. Look at this right here. And if you're a gift for showing kindness, how many just like kind people? Oh, some of you don't care. Let's try over here. How many just like kind people? Let's try it back over here again. How many like kind people? If you don't got your hand up, what kind of people you like? I like kind people. I'm not the kindest all the time. I always need to work on that just being, some people are just like kind just oozes out of them. It's like, wow. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. But you know, there's so many more gifts that is written, not written here, but written in other parts of the Bible. Administration. 
My, you may have the gift of administration. Wow. Do it unto the Lord. Get involved. And do, I don't know how administrators do it, but praise God for you because I don't want to be anywhere near administration. <laughs> ben Taves, uh, the treasurer of the church, the guy is ridiculous with numbers. Amazing. And I asked Ben one day, Ben, do you, I mean, you actually like doing this? He's like, yeah, like it. He really likes it. And I'm like, praise God that you like it because I get the heebie-jeebies, kind of the hives. That's just not who I am, right? And each one of you, I'm talking to you today, each one of you, you have gifts and talents from God. And God wants you to use them. Are you invested in your talents in the local church right here at the heart I preached years ago on this right here. We are they. We are they. Say that with me. We are they. Because see, here's the problem. Some of you in this room right now don't think that I'm talking to you. And you're like, oh, they going to do it. They going to work at the father's market. Like those people that clean, they cleaned it this week. And somebody else is going to pray for the neighbors. And somebody else is going to work at bridges and be on. They're going to do it. I'm sure they're going to do it. They're going to they, they go to Africa. They're going to go. They're going to go to either. They're going to go to Hunter. They, they, you know, they. They're going to do it. Now, if you heard this message years ago, who is they? Ooh, I like you, Aaron. Let's, let's try that. Who is they? Where is they? <laughs> so yeah, they is going to do it. Because who, guess who they is? Oh, y'all ain't getting it yet. Guess who they is? We is they. So you got it right. They going to do it, but you got to understand, don't be deceived. You is they. So when you say, oh, they going to do it. Now you're talking about you. And it's not going to get done unless they do it because we is they. Amen. I'm running out of time. Let me hit this last one briefly. Are you invested in time? Are you invested in your talents? Are you invested, three, in your treasures? J.O., I was okay with time and talent. But, bro, don't go there. I don't have a huge problem going there because Jesus talked about it a whole lot. What if I was to tell you to invest in something and you get zero return? Only because you love only because what Jesus has done, only because you're a radical Jesus freak. I'm going to invest. Well, you don't have to worry about that. You won't get any return. Let me take it to the next level. What if I say invest and you're going to get it after you're dead? That's not a whole lot better, J.O. There's something about treasures in our heart they're just like got this string 
And God's always after, guess what, our heart. Are you invested in your treasures at the local church? Listen to the scripture when it comes to this, this beautiful, beautiful thought of treasures and investment. Do not lay up for yourself. Do not lay up. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Uh-oh. Because we do that. Amen? Don't, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Because a lot of us lay up for treasures on earth and, you know, there's probably a beautiful balance involved with this. And I do the same, same thing. Where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Wow. Where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, listen to that. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen? This is just true. Let me tell you a beautiful place where you could maybe begin in this. And I don't know. I, this is between you and the Lord. Say this with me, tithe. That's a, that's a beautiful place to begin. Look, listen to what the scriptures say about this in Malachi. Just one line. Bring all. There's that word again. Everyone say all. All the tithes into the storehouse. Can I tell you why I think it says bring? Say that word with me, bring. Why, why would it say bring? Because I don't think you can give it. Why can't you give it, J.O.? Because it's not yours. How many of you know who the tithe belongs to? Tithe belongs to God. So I think that's why the scriptures say Bring it, but not just in tithe, but in offerings, in, genera in generosity. I love, love what Amber said. We've been saying it for years. We give, listen, because we love. Think about just for a minute. Some of you have been around for a while. Think about this for a minute, this building and this campus. Some of you remember back at Indiana Street, Emma Street, some all the way back, 15th Street. Just practically speaking, how do you think that we got into this building and this campus? God provides, but guess who he uses? How do you think he, act, what do you think God uses? He uses you and I. Because if people invested we're in here. How do you think that over $60,000 came in for the Honduras church plant? Did that rain down from heaven? Did y'all see the money come down from heaven? Did you see it rain in here? No, it came from you guys. God uses man. How about the church plant in Arizona? God uses man. People who are invested. And if you're feeling a little squirmy right now, you may be like, well... Am I invested? That's between you and the Lord. Here's your measuring stick. Are you invested in your time? Are you invested in your talents? Are you invested in your treasures? Guess what? It's not just about, listen, heart of the city church. Even though a lot of this is directed. I mean, I'm wearing this shirt for, this is a cool shirt, isn't it? I am the, but it's not just about I am the heart. Right now, we're going to receive an offering that 100% of it's going to go to Texas. If you don't want to give, guess what? 
don't give. But if God puts it upon your heart, I would say, give. And we can bless those who have feet on the ground in Livingston and those who are already feeding those who are completely jacked up. And I tell you what, they're probably going to have months of recovery there in and around Houston. Could I have the ushers come forward? If you've prayed, I hope that you've prayed. Um, I, I would encourage, do what you can. And how many of you know that this is a worthy cause?